0: ever-popular stern look on Kangaroos Forever, also known as Ben. For today's show is the ever-positive Philly Roo.
1: How are
2: you, mate? Yeah, good, mate, good.
0: And next up, we have the infamous Quiverer. Welcome, mate.
2: Hello, guys. How are we all? Good, mate. Good, I buddy. I didn't have
0: a quirky introduction for you this week. I'll pick on you a bit too much for <laughs> That's
2: all right. I You're just running out of your ideas.
0: <laughs> I am running out of ideas. <laughs> Changing <laughs> my intellect. Right, on. so today's show is the same structure as usual. So I'll move straight into the AFL issues. So it's been a slow week. I've discussed this with Quiv. It's been a very slow week in terms of issues. So the only thing I could probably raise is Damien Hardwick's interaction with a Crows fan. It wasn't a lot in it, but it's been blown up a bit by the media, as they always do. So, Quiv, is it time to start separating the coaches a bit more from the fans?
2: No, 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 not at all. I, um, I think it was just a little bit of banter. I think the only thing Hardwick did wrong was, was getting the guy's face. Um, he should have just given him something back. Just mentioned the premiership that he won, not too long ago, and then just kept walking. Uh, if that was it, it will, nobody would have even noticed. Would have been over and done with on that night. How
0: mm. about you, Phil? What, would you have reacted the same way as David?
1: No, I think oh, – I'd like to think that I would have just kept on walking. I probably would have turned around and said something as well. But I, I think <laughs> if you're going to be an AFL coach and get paid the money that they get paid, and surely – I mean, surely he, he hears stuff like that every week. I mean, we, on the way to the social club at halftime and after the game and all that, when the, when, the, when the coaches walk through the crowd, they stop us and they put a little barricade across so we can't walk past. And if the coach – they don't really walk past much anymore. But when the coaches did – used to walk past – he cop a barrage of abuse from everyone and they just kept on going. I don't understand why Hardwick took the time to stop to even give the guy some airtime. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Surely, surely you've got to have thicker skin than that, I would think.
0: Well, apparently it was quite tame. It was just a minor ribbing about them, Richmond losing at that particular point again. game. I think it was three-quarter time or something like that. And that's where Richmond was losing. And that's all it was. It was just a little rib, something that we all do. Think yeah,
2: something about can't play all your games with the MCG or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, like a cheat ground type thing. like We all say that anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's,
0: a bit, it's a bit weird with that one. Right, so, Yeah. Don't, uh, don't No, you're all buddy. Go. No, I was just, just going to move on, so that's why I just asked. Yeah. And they're all good. Good. So there wasn't much. that wasn't too many major issues in the week, so that's probably a good thing in a way, but gives us less air time. So we'll move straight into Q&A with Philly. So I know everyone's looking forward to this, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, when was your first time you went to an AFL game?
2: Well,
1: I was a little bit lucky. As, as a youngster, my father was very good friends with a couple of guys on the, uh, the match committee and a few ex-North Melbourne players. So as a, as a very young little fella, I used to get picked up from school early on a Friday night and we'd drive from Warrnambool up to Melbourne to go to the footy and we'd go into the rooms before the game at halftime and also after the game. So I'm actually not sure what the game was, my first game. I know that it was Friday Night Football towards the start of Friday Night Football and Jimmy and Phil Cracker were running around and I used to get in the rooms after the game and sort of hang out with them and run around like a cheeky little bastard and get told off by the uh, the stewards that used to knock the kids through and... I used to sort of sneak under his arm when he wasn't watching. But, yeah, I mean, my earliest football memories are going to the G on a Friday night and, and watching North play and loving Jimmy and Phil's work. And then after that, enjoying the uh, the work in the early to mid-90s on Friday night. So, yeah, but, yeah, Friday night football is my first
0: memory. Yeah. So you just mentioned some of the experiences at the football. So what are some of your more memorable moments?
1: Oh, it's got to be the, the two grand finals. I mean... 96, I um, <laughs> it's actually not a football memory, but I, I slept at the Warrnambool Performing, Performing Arts Centre the night before the tickets were available. And at 8.30am, I expected there to be a big line and I was still the only one in the queue, so I really didn't need to sleep there the night before. <laughs> <laughs> probably just could have set the alarm for seven and walked on down but anyway i slept huh. I, I slept there the night on my own and i got got six tickets for my family and we That's all went to the grand final which was amazing and then the 99 grand final the prelim me and my brother we slept at the mcg because they stopped selling tickets outside of melbourne so we slept at the mcg after the north win and the next day carlton played essendon and um we were sitting, sitting in the queue and at three-quarter time, a lady came out and said that we could have her seats. So the guy behind us in the queue said we could have them and we ran in and we watched the last quarter and we were really hoping that Carlton would win because there were a lot of Essendon people in the queue in front of us that had chosen not to watch their game because they presumed they would win. Mm, yeah. And we knew, that it, we knew that if Essendon got in, we may not get seats, but if Carlton got in, we definitely would get grand final seats. So we were stoked that Carlton won and we ran back out and all the Essendon people were packing up their tents and their swags and their sleeping bags. And so the North people were getting right into them. That was a really good memory. And then obviously the win on grand final day. But, I mean, I mean, all through the 90s, there's just tons of memories. Like the, the, the Wayne Carey-Melbourne game, it's apt that we're talking about that this week because we're playing them. But the, the game that he dominated, I think, I can't remember how many, he kicked nine goals or whatever he kicked. He just dominated the game. I remember back then they used to have a rev ranking system in the Herald Sun, and each week the, the the top ranking point you could get was 100 points. That Carey's game broke the system, and they no longer put it in the paper anymore because they, they couldn't get a number that quantified how good of a game he had. <laughs> I just, just 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 I mean, watching Wayne Carey, and I and I from a very young age I was um probably, I feel like I was the biggest Wayne Carey fan around, and if someone an opposition fan would say something about him, calling him a wanker or getting into him about some of his uh, misdeeds off the field, I'd, I'd stand up and front up to them every time and scream at him. Much to my family. I don't believe that. I know. Yeah, I'd get, I'd, I'd get really angry. <laughs> like, like if they boo Kerry, I'd stand up and go, why are you booing him? Why are you booing him? just go right <laughs> off my head. So, um, yeah, I guess. not like No, no, very, very calm and measured. So, yeah, it's, it's just, mate, I, I, being a young you know, 10-year-old in 1990 and then living all through that, that 90s period as a North Melbourne fan is, is unbelievable. And I guess the, this, people would say the same about that 70s run, but the, the 90s run was, was just special with that team. There's so many players in that team I just respect and love so much. Like Wayne Schwoss is probably one of my all-time favourite humans. The stuff he's doing now after watching the way he used to play, is, uh, it's so inspiring. It's amazing.
0: Outside of the players you just named,
1: who has been your favourite North Melbourne player? Oh, Anthony Stevens was a real favourite of mine. I I think I've told the story a couple of times. I don't know whether I've told it on here, but I've, I've done it on Big Footy where where uh, my football coach in under – just bear with me, I'm just going to cough. <laughs> Sorry, I put it on mute. Um, my my under-12s football coach, he uh, he told me to write a letter to my favourite player, so I wrote a letter to Anthony Stevens and he wrote <laughs> He, he wrote back, I got a letter back the week after, and it was like a three-page letter telling me the things to work on and you know, how to you know, work on both sides of the body and how hard you got to attack the ball and all the hard work you've got to do. And he, he invited me up to the club any time I wanted to come up to have a kick. So I did that and went and had a kick with my, my favourite player, Steve-O. And I wore number 10 on my back all through junior football. And so he, he, was, he was a real favourite of mine. But, I, mate, I, I love Lindsay Thomas. I know that it's probably a controversial view, controversial view, but he uh, the passion he brought and the way that he played for North Melbourne, I, I can't remember anyone who loved the jumper more than him. And I was really happy to see that he kicked six goals on the weekend for Ports 2s, and hopefully he, he breaks into their senior side pretty, pretty soon because I love Linz. I reckon he's a ripper. Yeah,
0: well, I'll, I'll go with Linz. Of course, my favourite's always Lockie Hanson <laughs> from over the years, but no, um, Adam Simpson will probably be my favourite past player. He just, he wasn't probably the most talented player, but bloody hell, he, he didn't leave anything out in the park. How about yourself, Cole? Yeah. Who's been your favourite
2: outside Sean Attlee? Sorry, oh, sorry. Um, Say that again. No, I, I... So,
0: who's been your favourite player outside Sean Attlee over the years?
2: Oh, uh... I always, I always end up liking the guys that. Um, Sean Atley is probably the most successful. One of my favorites. Um, I always end up liking the guys like Ben Warren, and uh, Kieran Harper, and just those honest battler types that show glimpses of what they can do, but never manage to make it consistent enough to to make a career out of it. And um, so, no, I don't really have any. Ever have any star favourite players? Unfortunately, they're all win rather disappointing.
0: <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we we've had a few of those over the years.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have.
0: <laughs> Not that we're going to name any. Aaron <clears throat> Black. Now moving on to thumbs up, thumbs down. My first thumbs up is obviously the win. It's always nice to get the first win under the belt very early in the season. And my second thumbs up is basically Ben Jacobs returning to form against Seb Ross. He absolutely smashed him. My only thumbs down is probably the overall media reaction to Good Friday. Yeah, the first half wasn't great, but to immediately suggest that we should lose the game because the Saints are crap is beyond ridiculous. i I find it. Well, I know we'll talk about this later, but it's ridiculous. Quiv, you want any positives or negatives?
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, my one positive is obviously the win. Um, the second is uh, AFRW-related, which I know a lot of people don't care about, but it's a pretty big signing today. And, you know, Emma Kearney, and we also managed to steal one of the greats from the Bulldogs, which is even better. So, <laughs> <laughs> Stuff the Bulldogs up north because <laughs> we got the best. <laughs> we finally got our, our target. So, um, that's a thumbs up there. Uh, my thumbs downs. obviously... It was also going to be about the crowd discussion. Uh, I think it was a bit ridiculous. Um, it was a pretty full North Melbourne house, I thought, from where I was sitting, but we can't make the opposition turn up. And other times now, yeah, just the, the two injuries over the weekend, uh, in particular broom heads, that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I um, never want to see that in sport. I hope they both come back from it and don't suffer any ongoing effects from their injuries.
0: Yeah, it, was, it wasn't nice to see, was it? It was a bit grotesque.
2: No, nah, for it to happen in the same game as well, it's just, yeah, absolutely bizarre. Mm, it was. Benny?
1: Um, I'd say my thumbs up were well, would be our overall attack of the ball. I thought Jed Anderson really set the tone. And even mm-hmm. in the first half, which everyone says was was crap, do you know what? It was really fun, though. And I don't reckon we were playing that okay. bad in the first half. We, we just didn't kick straight. We our, our efficiency around the ground was really good. Our tackling was really good. Our pressure was really good. It was just the last kick at goal. It was horrendous mm-hmm. every time. So I, I didn't think the quality of the game in the first half was probably as bad as, as what most people were saying. Um, the other thumbs up I had was the form of LDU and also Simpkin. I think it's really important that our two potential superstar high-pick young kids really improve this year and, and really set a tone and really show out to you know potential recruits and, and draftees that, that North Melbourne's a place that can develop kids and, and it's a good place to come and play football. Uh, thumbs down... It's probably a little bit self-indulgent, but I'd say that thumbs down is my behaviour at the football on the weekend. I I went into the game thinking this year I'm just going to sit there quietly and I'm not going to yell at umpires and I'm not going to yell at opposition players. I, there's no need for that this year. I'm, I'm far too old to be behaving like that at the football. And I reckon 10 seconds in, I started acting <laughs> like a complete peanut. And i lost my voice by three-quarter time and thought, Language I use sometimes is horrendous, and I've got, I've got no excuses. I'm just I'm really disappointed in, in, in that. But anyway, I'll try to fix it this way.
0: <laughs> promises, promises, promises. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, we'll move on. I always use that. I always say move on, but we have to sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we'll get straight into club discussion then. So we'll move, we'll keep. Talking about Good Friday, so basically, there's been a few reports that the AFL wants to strip the Good Friday game from North. Is that a fair decision by the AFL? If that happens, Philly?
1: No, it's not, and they won't do it. There's no. There, I think that I think the other 17 clubs would totally disagree with that decision. I mean, I I, I don't watch Foxtel, but I watched on Twitter today. I think Giant Roo put it on on Twitter about um, Mark Robinson's response. Oh, uh, last night on, on 360 and he's spot on. I mean, who are they going to give it to? They're going to give another marquee game to Essendon or another marquee game to Hawthorne. The, 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 at some point they need to start looking after these other clubs and it's and it's not just about having a, they don't need a crowd of 50,000 there. It's not about that. It's about the day being a marquee event and being able to be a TV event for people and having all eyes on that football game. Now, if the ratings weren't great then that's okay, but it's going to build because there's nothing else to do on Good Friday and it's, and football is a sport that people watch. I mean, right now these two clubs probably aren't the most watchable sports teams in the country, but that's, that's going to change and whether they take some Kilda out. I mean, the reason Footscray lost the game from all reports is that they didn't embrace the Royal Children's Hospital event they last year. People,
0: they didn't send people out, basically.
1: That's right, they, and, they, and and in no way did they did they embrace the day. They, they were they were the away team, so they thought, "Stuff this, we did not have to do anything because we're not going to get any benefit out of it." Where St Kilda, from, from again from all reports, St Kilda really put in, and they they sent players to the hospital quite a lot during the week, and they they the players donated money, and I think St Kilda did more for the day than what Footscray did. So I, I think St Kilda should should keep the day. Hopefully next year they bring a better standard of footy, but still lose. But, you know, I don't don't think they can possibly take the day off North Melbourne after, I think, what did they say? North Melbourne have lobbied for the day for 30 years or something like that. To be able to to take that off them after two, in when the first game they lost by missing a goal on the siren, and the second year they come out and win by 50 points, it's not their fault the other team played like shit. I, I, I don't think there's any chance that they'd take the game away. No chance. They might take it off St Kilda and they might get, they might try Carlton, but, I mean...
0: I would prefer I, that, I'd, and everyone would prefer that.
1: Oh, look, I don't care whether it's Carlton or St Kilda. I, you know, I, I think I, Carlton... I wanted Carlton, the Bulldogs. You did?
2: Oh, yeah. I'd love a proper rivalry against the Dogs.
1: Well, do you know what? Why, why can't it be a North Melbourne home game every year and play us, isn't it?
2: That'd be nice too, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah
0: but, because, yeah. but, but that is the argument. Rivalry. they've already got a marquee game that's the other argument
1: yeah but if it's, if it's North Melbourne's home game every year then what the, they're not getting any financial benefit out of it I mean the only thing they do is the is the, the exposure for their sponsors and rah 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 but you know I, I think if, if they want to make it into a into a marquee sold out event then, then you give North Melbourne a team like an Essendon or someone like that but but I'd, I'd prefer it to play St Kilda, Carlton or Footscray, but it doesn't really worry. I don't give a shit who, who it is as long as it's North Melbourne's home game yep. and it's on Good Friday. That's as far that's it, as far as I'm concerned. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. Anything bad, Cliff? No, he's gone. <laughs> <So> he's, <just laughs> just gone he's gone away for a few seconds. So I'll just probably move on to the BFL then. So yeah, do before, it. Yeah, just before I do, uh, we have signed Emma Carney to North. The star Bulldogs player or former Bulldogs player. So Nate would like that. So she'll be working at the huddle. Uh, I forget in what capacity, but I think it's in the actual full-time capacity, so that's fantastic. And she'll be playing for AFLW side next year, so that, that's really well done to the club on that front. We really, I hope we put in a good crack with the women's team, give them all the support they need. All right, so moving on to the VFL, the other side of the coin. So... Basically, our BFL team played a practice match against Collingwood, and we absolutely fumped them in the end. Plenty of <laughs> players played. We did, really. Like, yeah, no it, I think you. it was about 50 I points just... in the end. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> what were you going to say? No,
1: no, was fine. I was laughing at your uh, your terminology. I liked
0: it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So, yeah, plenty of players played well. Walker, or White Walker played pretty well. We thought we got a minor knock. McKay was solid as usual. Larky's been very impressive. He's, he's kicking goals. Murphy, very good, as was Hearn, to a degree, but he's still being eased into it. And the standard, of course, was door defense. Mm. So, do you see him being much of a run this year, Philly? Look,
1: I do. I think I think he'll play. I mean, I I think really what our, our plan is to probably transition Scott Thompson out at the end of the year. So, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see him rested occasionally and Jack come in or or even for matchups like if, if we come up against a team that that really does have three tools or or we can find a you know, you know Scott Thompson sometimes plays on the Eddie Betts type but yeah. well, you know I think the Adelaide game would be be a great game to play and just man him up on someone like Josh Jenkins yeah so i i think there'll be there'll be occasions when he plays and gets an opportunity to prove himself as a defender i mean i re- i really like Madge i, I think he's He's never done anything but put his head down and work hard to try to play for North Melbourne, and, and he's changed positions a couple of times, and he he hasn't really had a real crack at it with pre-seasons and all those sorts of things, but you can only wish the best for him, Mark, and he's a ripper.
0: Cool. So next game, I know you're going to be attending this, but the uh, next VFL game is AFL Academy, so that's going to be very exciting. Unfortunately, I don't think it's being streamed anymore, so that's, that's annoying. But anyway, that starts... Yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, starting at 11 at the MCG, there's a bit of a curtain raiser before a game against our Bunnies in Melbourne. So that should be exciting.
1: Look, it is. And do you know what? The curtain... Again, going back to what I was talking about earlier with the 90s. In the early 90s, getting to the footy really early and watching the curtain raiser and seeing all the players run around that were going to be playing seniors for our team in the near future, wearing a North Melbourne jumper... you cheer just as hard for them as what you would for the seniors, and to be able to go back to that on Saturday at the MCG and see a Seconds team running around in a North Melbourne jersey for the first time in a long time, I'm, um, I'm I can't tell you how amped up I am. I'm really really excited for it, and and also to throw throw in that they're going to be playing against potentially Rankine and Lukosius and the King brothers and that, that you know all the, all these kids that you know we, we're going to want one of the real good ones next year. I think it's going to be really cool.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, especially the battles with Door and like hern versus and Larky versus all these top prospects. It's gonna be very interesting. Just to say, imagine what imagine what Bruce is gonna to do to some of them. Oh, he's, he's gonna murder someone. He will. <laughs> I know the Collingwood people weren't too happy about his treatment of a few of their players <laughs> over the weekend. He just slaughters people. <laughs> oh, yeah, but um,
1: they're playing competitive sport. Like, deal with it. I would think.
0: Exactly right. Right, so we'll get straight into the review. Quiv's still not back, so we'll get right into it. So I think he is. He's back. Now he's back. The ever popular Quiv is back. <laughs> so <laughs> so we're just up to the review, mate. So how good was it to get a win?
2: Oh, it was great. This is, I think I said last time we were on, uh, one of the, the three games that I want to win for the season. So to start off with a big tick for my goals, yeah. Um, it was it was pretty good. No, I, I didn't expect to win by any means. At uh, half time, was a bit worrying. You didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I think a few of us expected Saints to come out and roll us by quite a bit, but it ended up being the exact opposite. So I don't have much to say. I was, I was I'm a I'm a Jed Anderson hater, but I think he played a great game. So you mm-hmm. can continue that 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 sort stuff. stuff we well, want to see there's a play. I think it was in the first quarter down the wing. His effort, that's after effort, after effort, was was just brilliant. Um, it was know, really team lifting, wasn't it? You could tell. Yeah, yeah. He, for for once, was the first time I came out and he he didn't look scared to get hit. He was the one trying to make the contact, which yeah. which is good. So if he can keep that up for the rest of his career, I'll I'll be reasonably happy with that. Could you imagine Mason would if he did something like that? No, like if he went, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we laugh and we know how you are with Mason. But you're right; that's exactly what we want Mason would do. Get exactly. get over that fear of getting hurt and just get in there. If he it whole life,
1: if he did that once in the VFL, he'd be straight in the once. You know that, don't you? Like he, yeah. if he just if he, he just went effort, effort, effort and knocked three blokes over and did a tackle and. And just maybe half a contest with the ball going out of bounds. I've got no doubt in the world he'd be straight in the ones, and he'd probably perform really well.
2: Well, he's obviously got the talent to do it. It's exactly that, just the effort. Yeah, yeah, let um, the, other thing I make would it the actually, most important chance. Because I did, I did laugh. Uh, LDU was trying to give Cunnington some direction on the weekend. <laughs> And Cunnington kind of just ignored him and oh, went it? on and actually read the ball and and intercept marks. So, but it was yeah. funny just to watch he trying to push himself around a bit and show some leadership. That's awesome. I love that.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Philly, what did you take out of the game?
1: Mate, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I think the back line performed so damn well. I mean, Robbie Tarrant played a, one of his... Another really, really good game. Scott Thompson was awesome. My mate, Jay Mack, was... Oh, I don't know. I thought I thought he kept us in it in the first half because I thought he showed real leadership. He intercepted. He tackled hard. I thought he played a really good game the whole game, but I thought the first half he was really important keeping us in the contest. Um, and I thought Marley Williams was really good. He made a couple of blues going for some weird marking attempts. But <laughs> apart from that, I thought he was, he was ace all night. Um, I thought the midfield was pretty good. I thought I thought Jack Zabel was really poor up till halftime, and yep. then I've, I've I've since watched the replay and I have probably softened on that view a little bit. I still don't think he was great in the first half, but I thought his second half was was much much better. Cunners was obviously hurt, but the things he did was was still pretty good. But again, like I said earlier, I mean the, the real highlights were Jed Anderson and also LDU and, and Jai Simkin just. Keeps getting better every week. He's one day he's going to kick one of those goals where he runs around about six people and kicks a bit banana from the uh, boundary.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be red hot. He, he's he's a pretty special talent, I think Simkin. And yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's real upside this year. I, I don't think we need to win a lot of games because I really want to get that high pick, but I, I want to win this week and and. And then I don't care if we don't win another game for the year, probably. But I think... Um,
0: uh,
2: no, the Richmond game.
1: No, they can have them. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. <laughs> maybe, you know what, maybe the Carlton game. Just, I've, I've talked to a lot of Carlton people who think they're that far ahead of us in their development. So I wouldn't mind just beating them. Just to <laughs> shut up those wankers. And then and then I could lose every other game for the year as far as I'm concerned. But I thought, um, just, just quickly, I, I think we're very quick to, um, to get on Brad Scott when we lose and people are very quick to call for his head and say he's uh, he's no good. But his coaching performance against what most people would have considered a better list, I don't think we did, but most people considered St Kilda had a better list, and I think there were 24 tipsers in the Herald Sun and 24 of them tipped St Kilda. I, I don't think I can remember a, a performance where a coach has out his his opposite number as convincingly as what Brad did to Alan Richardson on the weekend. I think every move he made was bang on, and if North Melbourne had a kick straight early, that could have been a 130-point win. It was mm. dominant It was yeah. dominant from the opening bounce until the final siren, and St Kilda didn't adjust. He took Seb Ross out of the game. The guy, I, I, again, I watched the replay, and the commentators were calling to move Ben Jacobs on to Jack Stephen. And, and having seen the result in real life and then watching the replay, it was comical watching because these guys didn't get it. They just didn't yeah. get it. Because Jack Stephen was totally ineffectual in the game, as he is in most games. And and obviously, it's Seb Ross that's the, the real fire starter for them. And to take him out of the game and, and destroy him the way that Ben Jacobs did and have the matchups all around the ga- ground. I mean, having um, Ed Vickers-Willis on um, on Membry, just carving him up and being so composed in the back line. That, uh, mate, it was, it was ace. It was, re- it was a really good day at the footy.
0: I think what sums up Vickers Wilson, and this is why I've been harping on him for weeks in our little Facebook messaging, is he had a two-on-one. He was out of position, and he still won the contest. And he, he didn't flutter. He didn't... <laughs> he just spoiled it and moved on and tacked the ball. And he, he yeah. worked for us. Like, that, that just sums him up. That's why I think he's going to be a 250-gamer for us. He will
1: be, but you know what? He's, he's going to be the sort of bloke that you could ask an opposition supporter... Four years from now, after he's come top five in our best and fairest for four years in a row, do you know anything about Ed? Because we'll and they will say who. Because he's so unassuming. He's quiet. On the ground, he, he instructs and he's moving people around. But he's just, just he reminds a,
0: me a, bit a of, um,
1: quiet contributor.
0: Yeah, he reminds me a bit of Stratton. Like, I think Stratton's very much like that from Hawthorne. Like, he can take yeah. multiple roles and he, he just wins. He's just composed. He's exactly the same.
2: Speaking of Stratons, sorry, that mullet. That is ace. Horrible. No, that is ace. That is tough like shelf. It? I am um, thinking I might do the same. I bet you
1: Vickers <laughs> Willis never no, I bet you Willis never has a mullet like that. <laughs> Not
0: with that hair. No. Never ever. <laughs> no, no. Just just a few he, more points before we move on. Uh Atley's game was made like they talked about his game quite a lot and what shocked me was I didn't realise he's been playing forward for a good year now. Like, how slow are they? Mate, the
1: commentary is horrendous. It's really bad. I mean, I, I, I love Dark. I, re, I love him. I love him. But he, he, he's, I don't think he's that good of a commentator. And Cameron Ling is really bad. And, and Bruce just tries to make people laugh the whole time. Like, Bruce just waffles up, on. He's the... He's the weirdest dude I've ever met. And he, the way he puts a question on the end of every single sentence <laughs> drives me fucking batty.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, a few more, just a few more points. So, Jared Waite is pretty much the all ground utility. Didn't roll, yeah, it? It was...
2: his best footy's ahead of him, so um, I'm looking forward to this year. if, it's, <laughs> if That's true, Brad. But uh, I, I think all players like...
1: deserve a rap over the knuckles for having not mentioned Jared Wright yet. He was awesome, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, he, he was bloody great. <laughs> he was. I think he was clearly the best guy on the ground. I mean, do you know what? I, I listened to all the. We drove to Port Ferry straight after the game, so I listened. To, tried to listen to as much sport radio on the way home as I could, and David Parkin didn't get him in the votes, which I found amazing. But he gave Jed Anderson two votes, and I thought mm. I thought Jed was I thought Jed was solid. I thought he was solid, but and I don't know whether it's my my J Mac love, but I definitely had J Mac in our best. But then I read the Herald Sun, and he wasn't in the best at all. And then read the Age, and J Mac was second best behind White. So it's just, I just think it's funny how different opinions and different um, preconceptions of, of players and, and their roles within the team and, and, and their capabilities to sort of define how people think they played. I mean, that, the guy on Big Footy, is it the Zeeble? Is that what his name is? The guy that hates J-Mac?
2: Yeah. The Yeah,
1: him. I mean, he, he reckons J-Mac had an horrendous game on the weekend. Like, is he taking the piss? He, he wasn't. You know what? He made, he made a couple of blues, but everyone was making a lot of blues. But... I, I just don't understand how, how you can say he didn't play a good game.
0: Well, well, he, he, has to, he has to commit to that, mate. He has no choice
1: now. He, but if, mate, I'm telling you now, if Mason, <laughs> if Mason Wood gets back in the ones and he plays a solid game where he attacks the ball and throws his body around a little bit, mate, I'll, I'll be the first to say he played a great game. I don't hate Mason Wood. I just hate some of the pussy stuff he does. But if I, I don't understand the, the, the genuine hate that some of our people can have for our players. It doesn't doesn't compute with me.
0: Yeah. And Billy Hartung, I think we'll prove right on that one. We pumped him up and he didn't let us down. Yeah it was good, huh? Oh you used was booing I can't believe he kicked it on the left there. I didn't think he had it in him.
1: Sorry, that was the one. David Parkin gave Billy Hartung
0: two votes, not Jed Anderson. Oh yeah he was sort of like if I was gonna give him votes yeah, five I'll probably give him one.
1: Did you think he was better than Waite?
0: No, no. Like I'll give Waite
1: like five yeah. votes, and I'll give him like the one vote,
0: and Brown the
1: four votes, etc. Yeah, I mean, I think I think clearly I would. I, if I was doing the votes, I would have gone Wait, Brown, and then I could have split it between McMillan and and maybe three or four others. Yeah, I think I think if Brown Brown kicked six goals, one in a team that when he kicked his sixth goal had kicked something like nine goals, 20 or something. Like, to his his accuracy and, and the way he positions himself and, and runs hard to get to good locations, I, I, I think is outstanding.
0: Why haven't teams figured him out yet?
1: How do you figure him out, man? He's tall and he jumps up high. Well,
0: the accuracy, <laughs> weird. Well, I think he's very similar to Magic in the way that he, he needs the front space to kind of lead into the football. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously I mean, a better contested mark than Madge, but what I'm saying is he needs that front space, and players don't take it from him. They just let him
1: run at it. Well, how they used to figure him out is they used to tunnel him under the ball, and it used to be infuriating sitting in the crowd. And then they started called, playing called, called, kicks called, three kicks for it. Yeah, they, they, well, they sort of do, but I think he's, he's even sort of outsmarted that. He really pushes away from the, from the contest now and, and then sort of launches his body at it. But even with people in front of him, the way he jumps at the ball and how high he gets... He, he's he's got a really good jump on him, and he's got really long arms, and he's really tall. I'm I'm not sure that there's there's a easy way of combating that. I think he's he's just he's he's a pretty special talent. Mm. Oh, no, I, I, he hasn't, I don't think he the surface yet either. I think he's he he's going to get better and better. Yep.
0: I agree. It'll be interesting to see what Melbourne does with Lever because he's been Lever's been exposed a bit. We'll get we'll talk we'll get straight into the preview while we're talking about yeah. this. So, the Lord of the Melbourne board are considering putting Lever as a spare man because they haven't been happy with him because he's been exposed one on one because in reality he's only a third key key position defender.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think he's a bit he's a bit better than that. I think he's pretty good.
2: He, he is, know. but <laughs>
0: the thing is, he's been very much like if you watch, he's been horrendous the first two rounds. Like he's been absolutely flogged
1: by some. So he's He's been playing like Alex Rance has this year,
0: then. Yeah, they're very much. And I, I've been proven right on Alex Rance. I think he's a brilliant interceptor. He comes off his no. man well, but one on one, I think he's absolutely full crap.
1: Could he not agree more.
0: Don't, I don't care who you are. You can't tell me that Robbie Tarrant's
1: not a better fullback than Alex Rance.
0: Because Robbie Tarrant
1: plays one on one. Mate, Robbie Tarrant shuts down the opposition every single week. Yeah. Alex Rance doesn't shut down shit. Alex Rance hasn't had an opponent for two years. And when he does have an opponent, the guy kicks goals on him every single time. Buddy Franklin Haley played on Rance. Also. But, but Buddy but, Buddy played on Rance the year before last and kicked eight goals on him. Two weeks later, Robbie Tarrant played on Franklin and kept him to one, and it was a handball over the top. Yeah,
2: that's the, right. We'll
1: see, the, yeah.
2: The,
1: the, difference, the difference with the way the two players defend, it's not even close. Now, I, I don't... Disagree that Rance is probably a better footballer, but the, the plaudits that he gets as the greatest defender of all time make me vomit everywhere. He's not even close.
2: Yeah, I, yep, I agree one hundred percent with that, especially the, the better footballer the part.
1: I don't think everyone agrees with it. people, I, I say that to some people, and they get like you swear to God,
2: a kick
1: their little kid in the nuts or something. People arc right up about it, and it's. I don't, I don't get it. He's I actually work with
2: um, Rant's uncle, and we have this argument almost weekly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's impossible to convince him.
0: Now, back on topic. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> <me. laughs> No, so I'm just saying... The, the point is, leave is very much the same, in that you'll try and yeah. come, cut that front space and intercept. So that's why. Yeah. They, so that's why they brought in Frost. They dropped Pedersen, So they're robbing their forward line to bolster the defence. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. Because Pedersen's been very good for them, but he's just had a couple average games. So he's been dropped, so...
1: I'm not going to lie to you. Looking at Melbourne's house, it looks like they're tanking. <laughs> I couldn't, could not believe that they've dropped Hunt, who I reckon is their best player.
0: He had seven positions. Trucker.
1: I understand. I watched the game. My father-in-law's a massive Melbourne fan, and I watched the whole game with him, and Hunt was not near it. But he's a good um,
2: it's a weird decision. He's a gun, and he plays
1: good at the MCG. I I think it would have been the perfect quick. game for him to get form back.
0: I, yeah. I think, Look, looking at the twenty-two, I can't believe I'm saying this, but North looks like the quicker side, especially with Hunt out now. That that Melbourne side looks very slow.
1: And you know what? Marley Williams plays really well <coughs> on their Gala. little fella up front, Garlett.
0: Yeah, well, it's his truth. runner. It's his
1: stream matchup, Marley, and he, he came in both times last year. Now Garlett probably won the game for them last week. Without Garlett, they lose last week to Brisbane. Yeah. Up there, I, look, and they could they could have easily been zero to two Melbourne going into this had Garlett not played it a ripping last quarter. So, mean I, I think it's a really winnable game. Really winnable game. I can't wait. I'm really really pumped.
0: So, looking at the, we'll just probably go through the matchups while we're still looking at them. So I'm just looking at my phone. So Hogan, will expect Tarrant to go you know, straight to him?
2: Yeah, without a doubt.
0: 100%. And that's probably where the game's won and lost, to be honest. And it's interesting because they named Frost forward, but we know Frost is just going to play on weight and then they're going to get leave. they run off probably Zebor and Atley up forward. So that leaves them a bit short up forward. So they'll probably play Petrarca a bit more forward, I suppose, or Fritch, the young fella. So Thompson will mm-hmm. probably go to Fritch, I suppose. Uh, as you said, Garlett. yeah, that that'll be perfect for Williams. Melksham. yeah, McMill will probably run off him. And Petrarca, I think Vickers Wills will probably go to the resting mid. Yeah, I tr- think so. That'll be an interesting yeah. matchup. And Jacobs, who do we expect him to go to? I think Nathan Jones.
2: It's an interesting one. Um it depends on how I guess how Oliver is raised. Definitely by goes. Scott. To- no, he
1: definitely goes um, to Oliver,
2: hundred percent. He goes to Oliver. I'm yeah, who's more damaging? I guess you, you'd have to go with Oliver.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't even think. It's,
2: yeah, he'll. He'll. I would
1: be shocked if he didn't go to Oliver. Yeah, he's fine. the one to stop, and he's the one you can get under the skin of too.
2: Yeah, definitely can.
1: Whereas he's Nathan done. Jones? You, you can't. And I, I think, I think if you, if 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 Jacobs starts well on Oliver in the first quarter and keeps him say, under five possessions in the first quarter, Oliver's just likely to throw one at him and yep. lose his focus on the game. And the, the game changes when things like that happen. I, I think that, that that's, the, that's the matchup for sure.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, Vince will probably go to Higgins. We probably know, all know that. that yeah, Without
2: yeah.
0: So looking at the their back line, who do we send to Jeddah? We send Turner to do a job on him? Because he's, he's a pretty good player. I very much like him as a player.
1: Is he that? I don't know that he's that creative. That you need to send someone to him. I think mean, he's good.
0: Or Hib- not... then. We'll probably send Turner to Hibbard then. Send yeah, I, I, him. I, yeah, I. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So whoever plays on Lever, I think that's pivotal up forward. Like I think Brown will kick his, his plenty of goals as usual. But if we can keep Lever accountable, like send Zebel to him, and get Zebul one or two goals. I think we'll yeah. run out pretty comfortable winners. I'm perfectly yeah. honest. Their midfield's better than ours, but. Not
2: by a
1: fair mile. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, I I think Gold, Goldie used to get up for this matchup against Max Gorn. and then last year I thought Max Sports. tore him apart a couple of times. So, I, and I think we've got a bit of a, a bit of a renaissance of Goldie. And I think that if, if Goldie can really get up for this game, and and I mean, I, Goldie was the year he was all Australian. He he wanted to be all Australian more than any other player I can remember. He it was his goal yeah. to be recognised as the number one ruckman, and and Max took that off him. I mean, a lot of people took it off him last year, but but Max is the one that got it last year. So I expect I expect Goldie to come out and and be a little bit fired up and really try to try to get some ascendancy in the middle. And if he and if he does do that, and we can get some first hands on the ball with with Cunnington feeding it out to to Simken and to LDU and a few of the other and Higgins, if Higgins can get away from that cheek dog from Melbourne. I, I think we can, we can, you know, kick a score. I mean, it's it's going to be close. Melbourne are, Melbourne are a pretty damn good side, and I don't expect to win handily. But if we can if we can keep it close up until three quarter time, and having beaten them 17 times in a row, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, screw the pooch and and give it to us.
2: It's got to play on their minds. So surely, if it's a close game, it's. Uh... It's definitely playing on their fans' minds.
1: How fun has this week been?
0: <laughs> we haven't even had to do anything this week. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot
1: of I've them. got a lot of friends who are Melbourne supporters, and they're uh, they're really really nervous. They are. They, they, don't, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to see me at the football this week. They don't, <laughs> I, I text them and ask them if they're going, and they're saying no, definitely not. I'm sure they are, but they just they're, I'm going to be keeping my just eye Just like go with you. you. That's exactly right. They don't. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with me this way. But then I'm sure if they win, then I'll get lots of abuse. Yeah, straight
0: away. Yeah. Fair enough. So, how do you see the match kind of turning out? Do you think it's going to be a, bit of a slog?
1: No, I think it'll be
0: high scoring.
1: I think we 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 don't play. I don't think in this uh, development period we're going to have hard slog. so I think we're going to um at least when the conditions permit I think we're going to try to play a pretty exciting brand and and develop our our kids to be exciting flary fun to watch footballers so I, I'd expect a lot of rebound from defense a lot of trying to run and gun through the middle and mm. and kick long to the to the big fella and if he doesn't get it I hope that we've got a couple of people at his feet in mm. Turner and Atley and and others trying to jack some goals i yeah, I think it'll be both teams will score over a hundred, and I think the winner will probably get about 125 or something like that, and it'll be reasonably close, but it'll be it'll be fun to be there. Yep.
0: Awesome. So we'll probably just move on to Sam carriage nominees. I know we haven't done this for a while, but it's always fun to do. So any obvious nominations for Sam carriage?
1: I've got the ultimate Sam carriage this week,
0: and that is Melksham.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 that's brilliant, too. <laughs> or, or even worse than that, Tom Bug, after his performance last year.
2: His boxing performance, was that? No, he's, oh, no, no. He's,
1: he's, he's four points against North Albert in the last quarter to lose the
2: game. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. How about huh. yourself, Quiff. Um, I was going to say Malkisham also. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably my standout for the the wonderful award.
0: Fair enough. So there's probably a few other nominees. So Jason Harms, Kent, Bug, who else can we look at? Lewis in his old age, Vince. (laughs) I think Oscar McDonald's a very average defender between me and you.
1: Is Christian Salem eligible?
0: No, he had a crap week, but he's a decent enough player. Hmm. He's close. So let's just say that if he has a couple of few more crap weeks, I, I would have put him in. Yeah. yeah. What about what about
1: like...
0: Wagner? Do we expect
1: Wagner to want to come out firing after the Instagram post he made about North Melbourne last year?
0: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. I think he's an average player. <laughs> Only because he's young, and I left him alone.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: Now, it's interesting because a lot of the Melbourne, just reading the Melbourne big footy board, they, they wanted to drop Salem, they wanted to drop Hunt, they wanted to drop Pedersen, they wanted to drop Milksham. And you look you look at the final result and they beat Brisbane by five goals and you kind of go, what, why do they want to drop all these players for?
1: Did you watch the game?
0: Uh, I watched parts of it. I didn't watch much of it at all.
1: Yeah, no, they were cooked. They were going to lose that game, dead set, until right at the end and... Um... Like I said, Garlett and Hogan sort of just dragged them over the line right at the end. And then they got a couple of cheap goals that didn't really count. But Brisbane Brisbane had that game locked away, I thought, 10 minutes into the last quarter. So mm. it, it was a really disappointing performance. My, again, my father-in-law is a massive Melbourne fan, and I watched it with him, and he said at halftime, if we don't win by 10 goals, we're kidding ourselves here. And they, and they, they almost lost. They should have lost. Yeah.
0: Like, Brisbane's so, got an interesting side this year. Like, they got... I don't think they have the running miles in the legs to go with the bigger teams, but I think in a couple of years, they're going to be a really good sort.
1: I don't think that their players will stay there, though,
0: mate. Yeah, well, that's a fair enough argument with them. Yeah. All <laughs> right, so we'll probably finish up there. I seen we're digressing already. <laughs> so, I'd like to thank Cleve and Philly Roo for coming on and talking absolute nonsense as we do every <laughs> week.
2: I'm always happy to do so. Uh, thanks,
1: man, it's, it's when we do our best work and we talk absolute Ooh.
0: nonsense. I think that's true, very true. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I was cheerful. Pitch a temp in a PM to me, and don't hesitate to send any feedback or questions to Show's Twitter account or to myself on Big Footy. So thanks for listening, everyone, and goodbye.